Welcome to the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, we recorded our Zoom hang where we got to talk with David Leota from Elevation Worship. There's a lot of insight into how music is done at Elevation. If you're a guitarist, you are absolutely going to love it. If you are a worship leader, you might want to pay attention to all the little nuance on how they do things with an MD and all that. There's a lot of tactical stuff that'll be really helpful for you. So here we go with the Church Collective Podcast. Let's just talk about like you know, how did you, how did you start playing, getting into music? Was guitar your first instrument? And like, did you take any lessons or anything? Yeah. Um, I actually started on bass when, um, my sister's, uh, ex-boyfriend left his bass at our house. Um, and so, uh, I saw it and I was like, Oh, I guess I'll, I guess I'll figure out some stuff on that. Uh, it was pretty dope. It was a rogue it was all like pointy and like bright blue and had like a big star sticker on it. Um, it was awesome. Uh, I started on that and uh, I was a big like metalhead when I was a kid. I was big into like Metallica. Um, they were my favorite band for the longest time, still one of my favorite bands. Um, and I just, when I first started, I just would go to um, ultimateguitar.com. I'd look up all the tabs I could um i think the first one i learned was uh uh for whom the bell tolls by metallica or maybe it was either that or long view by green day um and like once i figured out how tabs worked i was like i can learn anything there's the the possibilities are endless um and uh so i started on that um and then just kind of i just got addicted to it it was like um, all I wanted to do and, um, decided to like start taking up guitar as well. I got a little squire bullet, um, uh, and started taking guitar lessons at a guitar store in Rock Hill, uh, South Carolina called Woody's music. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I would go there and they had this thing where you could buy, it was also like a CD store and you could buy, um, five used CDs for $20. So I'd go to get, get a guitar lesson and then my dad would let me buy a bunch of used CDs. Um, so that's where I discovered a lot of music. Um, so I got into uh, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, they were like basically like my guitar playing style or like how I approach parts, how I, um, I don't know, just like my guitar ability comes from I would just sit there and learn Red Hot Chili Peppers songs all day. I would take the album Stadium Arcadium and I would just play it up and down. Um, and like John Frusciante, the guitar player is like my biggest guitar hero of all time. Um, just in like, it's so inspiring when you, like if you ever watch an interview with them or like that you like break down any of their songs and there's, he would ha have so many guitar tracks in each song and so many crazy parts. And, um, but yeah, that was like stuff like Metallica, Chili Peppers, um, you know, like classic rock bands, Led Zeppelin, ACDC. I feel like just practicing that stuff a million times when I was younger, kind of just like laid the foundation for my ability now. Um, and like, even though maybe I don't play those songs as much at like, it it made it makes playing what I do now easier because um, I kind of have that foundation. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's 
Was that like in high school or were you, were you in, how old were you, were you at that time? I was like, I think I was like 12. I started when I started on base, 12 or 11. Um, and then when you were taking lessons, how old were you? Probably about like 13, 14. Got it. Um, and then quickly after that, I started playing in, um, in like my church youth band. Um, okay. I still remember my first weekend. Um, I had like a Hollister polo on and some khaki pants. <laughs> Um, and a line six floor pod, I think it was called. It had like it had like a volume pedal on it. You could also make a wah pedal if you clicked it. Um, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> did you do anything like, did you play in jazz ensemble in school or did you do anything in college or like, what was yeah. that high school for you? Right, so in high school, I kind of, I played in like a couple bands. Um, I had a band, I had a couple of bands. One was called Solstice, but Soul was S O U L, so it was like Solstice. Um, really cool, um, awesome name. And uh, one called Contraband. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Um, <laughs> um, and so I would just I played into some some bands, and then but I just was like I was like that music is what I what I want to do with my life. So I um, went to went through university. In Rock Hill, South Carolina, um, went there for jazz guitar, um, and it, it taught me so much. It, and like, um, kind of like what I was saying with the learning all those songs when I was a kid, um, like where it, in my college years I would ha- I would practice like five hours a day, maybe more. I would just lock myself in a practice room and um, practice scales and whatever whatever song I was working on that week for my lesson um and that you like i like like now my mainly 95 percent of what i do is um church music so i don't like use those abilities a ton anymore um but it like i said it kind of just it having that knowledge and that ability really helps me in my job um and i still love it it's 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 awesome stuff it's just don't really play it as much anymore yeah, were you were you in like jazz combos and big mm-hmm. band stuff too? Yep, I was in the actually I played upright bass in the big band, which oh. is so much fun. Um, I haven't played one in since college though, so I don't know what it would be like if I tried now. Um, and then I played, we had like a guitar ensemble. It was like a four piece guitar quartet thing where you we would all like harmonize together and stuff. It was it was pretty awesome. <laughs> so um, when you when you graduated, what, like, what were you thinking you're going to do with music? Um, actually it, like me graduating, um, and me getting involved at elevation kind of happened at the same time. Um, we, uh, um, I, I, I auditioned my senior year, um, uh, of college and, um, and I kind of just from there, right when I started it, it I knew that that that's why that's what I wanted to do um, with my life. And um, it, uh, I, I kind of just played on the team for like two years, and then I've been on staff there for about three years now. So when you got there, was was James and Lance still there, or were, was there an overlap? Um, James had just left. Uh, um but Lance was still there and he's like my man my like um 
my mentor. He, he, um, uh, he taught me so much and, um, kind of took me under his wing when I, when I got there and, uh, um, and yeah, I, I, I also mentioned that guy. He's the freaking man. That's cool. So what did you yeah. do? Like when, before you got on staff at Elevation, like mm-hmm. what were you doing? Did you have a side job? Yeah, I, um, I worked at Sam Ash in Charlotte. Oh, okay. Um, teaching guitar lessons um which was an experience (laughs) um had a lot of interesting students but (laughs) and then um how did you like transition onto like staff like how how did you start moving up in the ranks of guitar elevation right um yeah it's that like like i was saying about lance it really he he was kind of the one that um kind of like I said he kind of took me under his wing and had me take over or had me do do a lot of his responsibilities when he couldn't um and uh um so like um and then also we had this um thing called the worship academy where we had like kind of a lesson program for younger kids um and I started kind of taking over that and when I was hired at the time um that was kind of my role was um, being in charge of that worship academy and then also teaching at we had at the school of worship at the time. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I got involved. And then were, are you are you on the um, the touring team right now? Or are you I, on the campus team? I, I am. Um, it's uh, Joey Cigna and Kevin Smith are the ones that go on tour. Um, I am. Uh, I play at the broadcast campus and um i'm like involved in uh all of, like the um for like the last couple projects i'm involved in the um re- like live recording pre-production um all that stuff and um yeah it's awesome i love it got it so that's, is that like the team dom's on yes mm-hmm. okay dom and vince um all, yeah all those guys shay wooten um yeah, it's a great, great group of guys. Very cool. Um, so you kind of mentioned writing parts or, or mm-hmm. being um, involved with the um, the albums. Like, how much part writing do you do, and like, what's your approach for that? Yeah, um, that's something I've been I've learned a lot about um, recently. Um, being involved in the pre production process, it's the way we do things. Aaron Robertson's the um, the producer and um he he like makes all the final calls and um but it's it's a very like collaborative process um um everybody kind of um like has uh if we someone might bring up an idea and we'll chase it for all and if it works it works and um but um yeah with me and joey and kevin it's um learning a lot about especially when it's three guitars learning about how to like are we writing a part because we because we want the guitar to be playing or like or are we writing a part because we need to write a guitar part or are we writing something that serves the song the the best way it could um and so a lot of the times like some of the like the best thing i can do is not play or like take a kind of a back seat um, and maybe just do chords or add some kind of textural thing. Um, 
but I've learned a lot about like, cause I used to approach part writing with like, I just want to write a cool guitar part. I want to, um, the, the biggest thing that I would get into is trying to write a part that was cool and flashy and complicated. Um, and would like impress everybody. Like I was trying to impress the band. Um, and that doesn't really, that's not going to work out. That's not going to, it's not going to be good for the song most of the time. Um, and so I've been learning a lot, a lot about, I try to approach it. I try to, what I start with is, um, serving the melody first, um, figuring out what it's doing. Can I fill in the gap somewhere? Um, if I write a cool hook, is it, maybe it's cool by itself, but maybe like I'm playing a three where the melody singing a four, um, and I'm clashing with it. Um, so that's where I start with. I start with the melody. Um, and then from there, like what are, what are the rest of the instruments doing? Can I play off of something that the drums just did? Can I mimic a melody that's on the tom? Um, stuff like that. I, I, I guess in the last few years, I've matured out of like just writing guitar parts and I've tried to focus more on like like, or maybe I'll write a part and I'm like, oh, that, that it might even sound cooler in a synth, as a synth part or in the loops or something. And um, just trying to ditch the guitar hero <laughs> mentality and more of the what's best for the song mentality, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so I was a jazz major too. And so oh, nice. I find awesome. myself like, like you try to slip in an ultra scale here or there and then people are like what are you doing you <laughs> find yourself yep. like doing that like you know like uh, trying to kind of hold back mm -hmm. yeah it, it's um it's been kind of fun like with songs like um never lost um the one we did last i think it was last year um it was the first song that had like a half diminished chord and a altered seven chord um in it um and getting to kind of exercise those muscles again was was pretty fun um but yeah I, like I'll, I'll try to like you were saying i'll try to like throw in some kind of cool scale somewhere but um i say cool but it's like is it is it cool because it sounds cool on the guitar or is it cool because it works for the song and most of the time it it doesn't work <laughs> um so yeah I, I do struggle with that though for sure <laughs> i found that the where i can do stuff is on the minor sevens like you can start throwing yes. drop twos and it sounds pretty good yep but the five sure. chords you have to <laughs> kind of be like chill out you know right <laughs> do you do any um MDing? i i do yeah um i am uh LJ Mitchell is the, um, is the, um, MD, but, um, whenever he like takes a weekend off or, um, I, 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 I fill in, um, either me or E Edwards or, um, but yeah, I, I, I love it. It's, it's, a, it's a whole other, whole other, whole other ball game. It's super challenging. Um, but, um, especially with some things we, we we do on a weekend it's it's a um it's a whole thing but it's it's awesome i, lo I love it uh, i don't know how much 
the rest of the guys in here are into like MDing or Nashville numbering system, but you know, Tim at our conferences, we do um, Nashville numbering uh, classes and he has told me about you guys as kind of language that you have mm-hmm. where you talk about like twist twists and like different kind of like codes for, for like, yeah, yeah there is, um, free, you know, like doing little, I don't know what you call it, like little blasts of, of hits. Can mm-hmm. you go into that at all? Yeah. Um, we don't use the, we did, we used to do one called, we, um, it was twisted up where it was like, we'd be on a five chord and it would be five, six, four. That's yeah. what twisted up meant. Um, don't use that one a ton anymore. It's mainly just um, like for shots, like if we're celebrating um, and um, we're calling and like, um, uh, we're, we're like calling shots behind, whether it's the worship leader or, um, or um, a pastor or whoever is like kind of um, talking at the moment, um, just trying to match their energy and, um, and, um, so we'll call like, uh, or LJ would call like, uh, four, five, six, and we'll hit those chords and we'll kind of, um, follow along with where the drummer is hitting. Um, and yeah, we've kind of just, we've stuck to just kind of, um, like groups of three or groups of two, like one, four or, um, four, five, six or six, seven, one or common ones. Um, but yeah, we don't use any of those, any of those any of those fancy ones anymore <laughs> yeah that was super interesting because i had never heard of you know I'd, i i heard of like comp not complicated ones but like when he was saying you had like code words for stuff mm-hmm. like i was yep. like oh man that's next level i feel like <laughs> you like a whole like zoom hang just on mding right i love talking to mds because you never unless you're on their team you don't hear what they're saying you know so like mm-hmm go to a different church and different MDs have different language and right. some don't talk at all. Some talk a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love if we could do one like later with just a bunch of MDs, that would be dope to like, you've you, you got to get LJ on here. He is the mastermind. He has like a catalog of a million hymns that he can just pull out of nowhere and just start playing and can wow. call and, um, and like, um uh he's just so good at like um following what our uh pastor is doing because like it anything anything can happen on a weekend which I, it's it's fun and it like we can we could launch into a totally different song we could keep playing the song we were playing he could start singing a hymn that i've never heard of in my life and like lj is just like right on it and um so yeah he'd be a great person to talk to Nice. So needless to say, everybody on the team knows theory and knows Nashville numbering system. Yes, kind of- that, that is, that's huge for, for our team. And it's something we, um, like when we're like maybe auditioning somebody or bringing somebody on, it's something we like, um, make sure people are solid on, solid on before they jump into a weekend. Nice. Well, uh, I'm trying my hardest to not ask you any questions about gear, but I'm going to throw it <laughs> off to Jim because like, <laughs> I'm like holding back like crazy. So, uh, right. Jim, go ahead, just let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, g'day, David. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you um, too. And he- hello to everyone here who has joined. Thank you so much for joining this Zoom. 
Um, this is actually going to be really fun. If you guys have any questions about gear or anything else that you'd like to ask David, feel free to throw it down on the chat. Um, well, speaking of gear, let's start off with um, your guitars, David. So tell us about what is currently in your arsenal and what um, has influenced you to choose these guitars that you currently have. Awesome. Um, I have one next to me. Um, this is my, my, oh, ba my baby. Master. Yes, this is um, uh, uh, this is like one of those. I'll I'll have it till I'm eighty five, and I'll, I'll have it the rest of my life. And um, I bought this, um, I think four years ago now, um, and uh, it's been my go to. I, I use it almost like uh, until until I got um, a Gretsch a couple months ago. Um, it, I use this every single weekend for probably like three three years. Um, it's just super versatile. I I I can use it from everything from when we this Christmas we played um, the Trans Siberian Carol of the Bells, um, and it was great for that. It, the pickups are super hot. I just turned on a drive pedal and it was perfect for a shreddy metal song um and i can flip this and i can get a nice clean bassy jazz tone um the middle position is awesome um uh and the the uh neck pickup is super like creamy it's a weird word um <laughs> um but uh yeah, I, I I use it all the time, and um, but like I said, I I got a Gretsch in January, right before we did our last live recording. Is that the um, Sparkle Jet? That yes, you got? it's the, the Sparkle one, and um, I think it's I think it's so awesome. It's it's kind of like I I I wouldn't say one is like better than the other. It's just kind of apples and oranges. Um, yeah, right. And uh, but yeah, I use that for that's like my I've kind of made it my ever since Rattle. I've made it my down a half step guitar um, and which I use it a lot of weekends because we do a lot of like that's like kind of going back to the theory thing we like a, a song could change keys right before we walk out um, or we, we just have to be able to play be ready for anything and so like like a song like rattle it's an E flat I'd like to have a guitar that I can just grab that's down a half step um yeah i use it for that and like that's the one i use for graves um but yeah that 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 one's awesome and it's got the bigsby which i love um and then i have a um american standard stratocaster that i bought like 7 8 years ago that i beat the crap out of dropped knocked over um uh, I used to play in like a wedding band. Um, so I've had like drinks spilled on it. Um, <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds like yeah, a it's, me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been through it, but it's, it's never failed me. And, and it is just a great guitar. And I mean, it's a strat, you know, it's, it's awesome. Those are my only three electrics right now. Um, I also have a Martin D 15, which I am in. That's another, like, I'll never sell that. It's, um, it's i bought it like five years ago and it's you've used it on like every i've used it on like every recording um 
and uh it's it's have the lr bags anthem in it um and it sounds awesome plugged in is it a uh is it a vintage modern or just like a like a, like a newer one it's it's a newer one it's it's the df d15 m so it's all mahogany um, oh nice. yeah um and uh yeah I, like all the, like i uh, had it set up by at midwood guitar studio here um and uh it it, it feels perfect the LR bags is dialed in perfectly. Every time that I plug it in, the sound, sound engineers love it. It records super well. Um, see, I'll, I'll, I'll never get rid of that. Awesome stuff. Uh, yeah. One more quick question about your Elliot. Was that directly from Andy himself or did you buy it from a, a different music store? Uh, I actually bought it off a friend um, and, uh, and then I started using it and then Elliot reached out to me and um, I became an artist. I need to get a new one. That the P40 Warhawk they just came out with. Oh my gosh, awesome! <laughs> if you guys have not played an Elliott guitar or met Andy Elliott, it is an experience to try out for yourself. They are amazing mm -hmm. guitars, and Andy is such an awesome guy. Yep. Uh, yeah, awesome stuff. You guys in North Carolina have really awesome stuff, <laughs> except for um, vinegar-based barbecue. But that's another story. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, anyways, so the next uh, piece of gear, I I'd say. Um, your, your pedal board, um, I see you've got a bunch of analog pedals and you've also got the HX stomp at, yep. at your chain. Um, are you pretty much running direct? Are you, you still using amps mic'd up? Or mm. yeah, tell us about your, your pedal board setup. It, it is it, the second, I'm sure everybody can relate to this. The second I feel good about it, I find something new and I want to swap something out and um, it's always changing. I, I was using two Kempers for a while. Um, uh, then I then I used just one. Um, I was I, I owned one, and then the church owned one, and I um, I was using both of those. Um, but then that one kind of had to stay at our studio space, so I ju was just using mine with like the stereo effects loop. Um, and um, but man, then I, then I, then I tried the HX, HX stomp, and it was awesome. And um, and I was like, I could just be carrying my pedal board every week, I don't, and not. Because I, I I used to have a um, vintage Fender Twin and um, it was like sixty pounds and I had a road case and I lived in an apartment on the second floor and no with no elevator and um, it was a pain um, and so yeah I just just used the 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 stomp for my for my amp sounds and um, like and it's it's funny because like it's great. Um, but then I just, I just got an Iridium too, and I love that. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, <laughs> thinking about switching to that, um, or like um, using that for my amp and just doing the effects on the stomp. And it's just ever changing. It's and now I have like I had Alex at Tone Heaven set it all up and wire it all together, and and now I'm like oh, I don't want to ruin this beautiful work that he's did and <laughs> but but i think i'm going to pretty soon <laughs> sounds like chris and what he does with his pedal ball all of the time swapping out pedals in and out the next yep. latest digital thing that comes out uh, <laughs> so what's going to happen to your hx stomp you're going to sell it you're going to keep it you're selling presets or anything i i, I am actually every, every time i post something or um a shameless plug for our, our elevation worship resources channel um go check it out if you haven't yet um it, it's uh 
it's awesome. Um, every time I post something, we where we post something on there with guitars in it, they're like, "Where's the Kemper profiles? Where's the HX stomp settings?" Um, and so I'm working on some HX stomp stuff, and I'm hoping to release it in the next next couple months. Ooh, that's gonna be really <laughs> exciting. Yep. I'm pretty sure everyone in the church guitar community is asking, "Where's the HX stomp profile used for rattle?" Everyone's right. asking about what you're using for rattle because it's nice to hear guitar in drop D once in a while. It's, Actually, is that in drop D? Is that a whole step down? I don't it was, it's in uh, E flat. So e I, just, flat. I yeah, just do I half step down. Um, it's that was so fun. <laughs> it's it's it was fun to just rock out, you know, especially when I come I come from like a rock background, so it was, absolutely yeah, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. For Shante, for sure. Yes. I mean, <laughs> you know, you're, you're exactly like me, Lynn, the whole Danny California, I uh, mean, mm-hmm. the, the Stadium Arcadium album. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I'm guessing like your gear choices have been heavily influenced by the people you listen to. <laughs> for sure, yep. Um, yep. Uh, any other pieces of gear that you like to use, perhaps in the studio, do you have a certain favorite mic combination or preamp that you've used or anything? Or maybe um, even like bass guitar. You a bass guitar head? Yep. Yes, yeah. I, I have a, um, a oh, no, I can't, it's, I'm blanking on the model number. It's a Lakeland, um, it's a PJ, um, and uh, I can't remember the model at all, but it's like a white, white with a red tortoiseshell pickguard matching headstock, P bass and J bass pickup. It's, it's awesome. I've had it for a few years and um, yeah, I just, I just don't play a ton of, I play it at home, but I, I don't play a ton of um bass live any um in any live settings much anymore or or in the studio um uh, that's lame it's, it's, yeah <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of a bummer I, I, so, like whenever i do it's it, it's much it's i i think it's funner than guitar honestly <laughs> maybe it's like you're just so maybe i'm like a control freak or something you're just like so in charge of the feel and the groove along with the drummer it's um all like most of my favorite records like what makes them is like the drummer and the bass layer, like john mayer continuum oh for sure um, pino. Yeah. pino yeah he the biggest inspiration um for bass and um yeah i have that and i have a little eden um uh di thing i don't even uh, I don't know. I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't really. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not into bass gear a ton, um, but but yeah. And I, I've had my DD500 ever since it came out. I love I love that pedal. Um, I I was because I, I had a DD20 and I was thinking about getting a timeline, but then this came out and it was like 300 bucks and um, cheaper than a nothing against the timeline, but it was cheaper. Um, I was trying to save money at the time and I I got it and. Um, or maybe I think I, maybe I got it used, um, uh, and I've had it ever, ever like ever since it kind of came out, and um, and that and my that and my big sky. I don't think I'll ever change. I've tried to beat the sure. big sky. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I got the um, what was it? The RB five hundred, um, and I had a Flint before. Um, with, the Flint's awesome. Um, uh, but just for like versatility and what what I do, just to have the, all the presets and all the different options, it's I, I haven't been able to find a, a thing that's better for for me. Um, Are you using um, a MIDI switcher on your pedal board to control I, all your MIDI stuff? I, I'm not. I'm I'm all uh, 
I'm, I do the tap dance every, every weekend. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, uh, it would be good, but like, it's, it's like when you get into like, when I, when, when I was like 22, 23, um, and so my age, <laughs> when I, uh, when I was, when I was single, <laughs> and I had all this expen I had expendable income. Um, it's uh, like that's when I bought the Tone Master. It's when I what's when I bought a bunch of different puddles and um, and so that like back then when I was like when like my rent was like three hundred dollars and I lived with two other dudes, um, like it was much more, I could justify a like a big purchase, um, but like I just try to like work like I have like a I have a PT one the classic one and and like a brady case for it and just thinking about like buying a whole new fl a flight case and a pt2 or three or whatever and get doing all that i'm like uh, i have to pay rent and buy groceries and <laughs> um but um so i just kind of just try to work with what i got because like i i've always been a big proponent of like you can work with what you have and I have some good, some great tools and like I can do a bunch of stuff with it. I just, um, trying to rely more on my technique and practice than, than the effects. I mean, I couldn't do without the effects with what we do, but, um, just try not to rely on, on them as, as much as I could, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's for sure. That, that makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, and your drive pedals, what kind of drive pedals are you running on your board? Yeah. Um, I, those are those are like swapping out all the time too. But I've, I felt good about my um, my most recent setup. I have the Bloom, which is incredible, um, from Jackson, and the Broken Arrow. Um, both are just super versatile. You can make presets, and um, there's a bunch of different options, and um, and those two, and then the uh, the j rocket 45 caliber and the dude um, oh yeah the oh, 40, great pedals. yeah they're awesome the 45 i've had for like five years now, or maybe four or five years and it's like my i usually leave it on all the time and just kind of back off with my like with my right hand if i want to um clean it up a little bit it's kind of become like my clean clean tone sound <laughs> yeah right yeah. that's kind of like the uh jtm 45 sounding pedal mm -hmm. yep. right Mm -hmm. yep i love it um but that's yeah and i have the interfacer um which is awesome from goodwood audio yep mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um because like with what we do it, it i mean it's not been recently but um when the when the world was normal um uh i would sometimes go to different campuses and we, not every campus has the ability to do stereo. Um, so just being able to just hit a button um, to sum everything instead of having to like unplug a bunch of cables or um, and move stuff around uh, just made stuff a lot, a lot simpler. Oh, for sure. I feel you. Yeah. After installing the interface on a board, it just makes the world go easier. If you guys don't have sure. a good audio interface on your pedal board, you guys should get one. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, that and just the Dunlop um, blind pedal, the little, the little guy. Um, that's it. 
and I, I do have a little switcher for my stomp where I can like change some effects and and that. But I, I usually, like we don't usually we don't use it have a lot of songs that have like chorus or um, mainly it's like as far as effects go for for the HX stomp I use it for like tremolo and um, there's there's one song where we where I use uh, kind of like a vibrato thing, um, but not a, yeah not a ton on like the mod in the mod world. Um, but when I do need to use stuff like that, I, that's what I use to stomp for those. Awesome stuff. Right. That's a really nice and simple rig. Um, yes, love really it. straight to the point, really just guitar hands and foot stepping on a pedal when you need to. That's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That really, that really helps you concentrate more on just like playing and then choosing parts when it's necessary. That's awesome stuff. For sure. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, let me let me ask a couple more questions that I, um, I wrote down while you were um, you guys were talking. Um, first off, uh, like how how into like studio gear are you? Like, are you particular about your studio chain? Not really. <laughs> I should know more about that stuff. Um, and that's an, another thing I was gonna say is when we do track for records, um, we do use like we use real amps. We use um, most of the time, Kev, um, I actually don't, I don't even own a, a, a real amp right now. Um, I would love to. Um, I'm trying to, I'm looking into trying to get like a deluxe reverb or, or something um, just, to, just to have if I need it. But um, we usually use, Kevin has a, like a vintage, um, not, I'm not sure what, um, what year or whatever it is, but it's an AC30. And then um, uh, Joey, we usually use Joey's, um, jackson britain i think it is um and uh but as far as like studio stuff we have like the most knowledgeable people on staff um they're like the best um and then they handle that stuff and i just kind of walk in and plug in my stuff and if it and <laughs> i don't know a ton about that stuff do you know what mics they're using like are they using a royer sm57 combo or I'm pretty sure we, we do, we have, we swap them out. Um, like I know we use that Sennheiser one. Um, sometimes I can't remember what it's called. It's the one that's like, uh, I, yeah, like I said, I don't know a ton, but I know we use a Royer. Um, and yeah. And, and a 57 sometimes it just, it just depends. But yeah, most of the time, um, I, I know that I know we use a Royer, but, um, yeah, I'm, uh, like I said, <laughs> I'm not the best person to ask. <laughs> yeah. um, how about your in-ear mix? Like what in-ears are you using and how do you mm -hmm. like your in-ear mix it? Um, it's uh, I, currently I'm using, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Um, currently I have the JH13V2s. Um, um, they're awesome. Uh, I, if, you, if you don't have um, custom, if you don't have like molds, it, it, it's just, I, people told me that it was like a game changer and I didn't know until I, until I like went from the sure the, the little, whatever they're called, the two driver ones to the, to, I went from those to, um, had, a, had like a pair of 64 quads for the longest time. Um, yeah, they, they lasted me like seven or eight years and, um, I think I like stepped on them or something. Um, and switch to these and um yeah the, the, it's just you can just hear everything and um my cable 
broke on these a couple of weeks ago and I had to switch back to some universals and it was a nightmare. <laughs> um, especially when you have to, that's one thing I was going to say is M- playing on a weekend versus emptying on a weekend. I have a totally different um, in-ear mix when I'm, when I'm, um, when I'm playing uh, like a, I like weirdly, I like, I love a ton of bass, um, a ton of like kick and snare. Um, and I usually have um, the other guitar all like almost kind of, like equal to where I'm at. Um, this is for like, like flow moments. I'd like to just be able to hear exactly what they're doing to like play off of them or um, respond to what they're doing. Um, but when I'm MDing, it's like I have my guitar is almost, I mean, I can still hear it, but it's way down. Um, I just have to kind of walk in and trust that I know my parts and my tone is good. Um, cause, uh, I need to have like all the instruments up so I can hear, check, like check on parts, check on chords, make sure everything's good. Um, and then like click is like, I probably am going to lose my hearing at like 30. Um, <laughs> uh, click is like smacking against my, like it's, it's the loudest thing. And um, cause especially with what we do where, where you have to like call a totally different song and lead everybody. Um, and uh, just making sure I'm locked into the tempo and, and, uh, and the worship leaders are, I, yeah, when I, whenever I play, I have the worship leaders there a little bit, but, um whenever i'm MDing, i have them super hot so i can follow them wherever they're going and um yeah and, and we're fortunate enough to at the broadcast location we have a um dedicated monitor monitor engineer and um and we have I'll, I'll have um talk back mics and we can make tweaks when we need to um and yeah that's about it cool are you are you um obviously your in-ear packs are wireless are you running wireless with your guitar too? No, um, I uh, I would love to have one one day. I had one when I was fifteen, and for like battle of the bands, I would like run out into the crowd and play guitar solos. Um, but that would be kind of weird at a at a church. <laughs> I mean, I would love to have one one day, but um, no, I'm 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 all all, all wired. Nice. Um, here's some random questions. If you could only follow three guitarists on Instagram, who would they be? Oh, that's a great question. That's uh, a really good question. Yeah. <laughs> dang. Wow. Oof. Um, oh, dang. Mateus, obviously. Uh, <laughs> um, John Mayer. I, I feel like these are such basic answers. Um, uh, John, John Mayer in particular, because um, he like, when he used to do that, did, you, did anybody watch? He did like a, like an Instagram live thing called Current Mood. Yeah, Current um, Mood. Yes. Yep. Ever. At the beginning of quarantine, it was like my therapy. <laughs> he would like just get on there and be like, it's all going to be okay. We don't know what tomorrow is going to hold, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I was like laying in my bed like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so, um, so definitely John Mayer and um, 
That's a good list so far. Um, probably it's it, because like I lo- those two guys are awesome, but like some of the guitar players, like John Frusciante doesn't have an Instagram. My other main guitar, my other like guitar hero is this guy named Nels Klein from this band called Wilco. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He, uh, he's the one that inspired me to always play like a jazz master kind of guitar. Um, he's on there, but he's not really like active. Um, probably, probably Mark Letary. His stuff is awesome. Him, him or um, Corey Wong, one of them. There's, okay. That's such a good list. Yes. <laughs> um, what do you practice and do you, um, you like watch any YouTubes or like what, what do you do to like push yourself? Um, yeah, I, I'm big on, um, I say, I say I'm big on it, but I have good weeks and bad weeks. I tr- I try to sit down every day and work on fundamentals and I think that's super important. I, I think it's, um, uh, even if it feels rudimentary or um, like I've done this a million times, um, just sitting there and I, I have like this major scale exercise I do. Um, I have an arpeggio exercise I do. Um, I um, just like, I'll start a practice session with, um, with doing that for like 15 minutes um, always with a metronome um, and I'll like start kind of slower and just work my way up in like intervals of 10 um, and and I won't and, and like this is all I'm saying this in like ideal situations there's some weeks where I I don't have like don't have time to to sit down and practice but um, and um, I'll do that for a little bit and then I always try to work on I try to learn not every day, but I, I try to like pick a, a song and learn something new and, and challenge myself. And, um, and a big thing I was, I, I, I try to do is like pick a guitar solo. Um, it could be in worship music, but usually it's like snarky puppy. Um, or, yeah, <laughs> I, tried, I tried that once and I gave up. <laughs> um, it's so cool though. Um, I did do one, I did do a, one of their older songs called White Cap once that was super challenging. Um, uh, or like John Mayer or, um, or something like that where, um, where I'm, it, cause like learning a guitar solo is is cool and fun um and like when i teach lessons this is what i try to like i have some people they're like i'm just coming in here and i'm learning songs and i don't really know if i'm progressing but like sitting down and like learning a lick or something or learning a, a guitar solo i try to not just learn it i try to like analyze it and figure out why were they why did they pick a seven there or why did they bend this note up instead of just playing it um and um and like theoretically analyze it too like why they picked note like they picked this note against this chord um or um stuff like that to where i'm not just learning the solo i'm growing from it 
Um, and so that's what I spend most of my time on. Um, and I think that's super healthy for any guitar player. Um, and it's like, you can take stuff. It's not like you're stealing because like all, every, every note, everything that's been played has already been played. Um, except for Jacob Collier, he's doing some weird stuff that I don't even know if any human has ever done before. He's um, a demon. <laughs> he is. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what I try to do when I, when I sit down, I, I try to do like an hour a day, but it doesn't always happen. Um, if you were to make a Metallica cover band with only elevation players, <laughs> who would it be? Um, Shay Wooden on bass. Um, Vincent Barron on drums. Yes. Um, oh, who would be the other guitar player? Probably E. e. Edwards is. Have you guys ever, t- ever talked to him or met him? He's the I man. Met him. He's um, so good. He is so good. Incredible. He's like he he's a shredder, and so I'd probably have to pick him. Um, and and I, I i if there was ever an elevation metallica cover band i would make sure i'd want to be in it so i'll be the other guitar player <laughs> i'll be james he can be kirk who's singing um oh, i'd probably have to recruit brandon lake to do that <laughs> that's a good call yep i think if you guys could put that together and do like one cover that would like that would be awesome um like you'd probably at least get eight million hits <laughs> yes for sure. Um, final question: Desert mm. Island Amp. You, ca- I mean, you mentioned Deluxe Reverb earlier, but what would, if you could only play Ooh. one, no matter the price? Um, oh, that's such a good question. Um, Mesa Boogie Dual Rectifier. Come on, bro. <laughs> I was thinking like a Randall or a uh, or a Crate. Flex Wave, which was my first amp, <laughs> or Lancet Spider, the insane channel only. Um, uh, oh man, probably, honestly, probably like, um, I just, I, I'll, I, I like, I've played a bunch of Voxes and British kind of stuff, um, but. I I'll always just love a twin. And so if I could find um a great older one um and and just play that the rest of my life, I'd I'd probably be fine. Very like there's cool. probably some like there's probably like a boutique version that might be better, but yeah, I'd probably just say some kind of vintage twin for sure. Cool. Let's um let's open it up and see if anybody um from the chat has any questions bring on the questions guys bring them on yes or type it in the chat either way type it in talk yeah everyone man it's a hangout (laughs) what uh what is your favorite elevation song to play live and what made you select the particular song that's a great question um i would say uh, i'll answer multiple because recently it's been rattle because it's just so oh. fun. 
um, and get to turn on all the overdrive pedals and and um, yeah. make all the weird noises in the breakdown part. Um, all the that was heavily influenced by um, Bullet the Blue Sky by U2, um, and uh, so that's that's just so fun. And Joey, um, Joe, like getting to play with Joey on that song, I don't know, it's just so fun. Um, but before that, um, I would have to say, um, there was this song for that we played for the for this is this is when I was just a a uh, when I just like got on the team and was was playing at different campuses. We used to do this song called uh, "I Will Look Up." It's a it's a oh, throwback yeah. it's a throwback oh, one. Is that on the Only King Forever album? Because yeah. I know Mighty Warrior is also on that one. And Goat. I love that song, by the way. Yes. There was this, um, I should be, can you guys hear this? That was Mac Brock, hey. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're coming in, you're good. Sweet. There was this, this um, how key was it? I think it was an A. There was this riff. Um, like that's just uh, that was so fun um i'd say that one that would that that would be the one before rattle that was my favorite to play we haven't played that in years can you, uh, needed... can you show me how to play that real fast yeah it's, <laughs> it's, oh, it's, oh, I don't have to <laughs> yeah it's super it's super simple it's an a it's uh, on the first and second fret of the g string and then the fourth and second fret on the dna um uh, it just loops that wait so <laughs> uh-huh. yeah and uh and then all right sorry darn it <laughs> it's yeah the Is fourth and second fret sharp to a d yeah yeah so it's yeah so in notes it's g sharp and a and then f sharp and e and then c sharp and b awesome stuff yeah. uh we've yeah. got a question am i am i allowed to say uh talk chris all right uh we have another question from um thanks jamie for your question that was a brilliant brilliant question yeah um, for sure we have a question, uh, two, uh, two questions from Terence Klimakosa over here. Um, he's asking about a question about IRs. Are you using the IRs for the you know, HX stomp in your Iridium or using the stock cabs? Um, I am, for my stereo setup, I have a, um, I'm, on one side I use the stock cab. Um, it's the, I have to remember, sorry. Um, it's the Huat um, and then the other side it's called US double normal. Um, so the Huat has a cab with it. I can't remember which one it is. Um, it's the 412 one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the IR I use is from um, Tone Junkie. It's, uh, I, I renamed it. I don't remember which one it was. Um, I named it this one because it's, it's the one I like. Because um, <laughs> um, I, I, I tweaked it a little bit, but, um, and then for we um 
I also put it like a 15, like a little delay on one side um, just to make it sound big and awesome in my ears. Um, and the, the sound engineers use it a little bit too. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Awesome. I, I, yeah, I just kind of use, those are the main ones I use and just kind of swap out effects between nice. patches. Yeah. Uh, anyone else have any other questions? Throw them out, guys. You don't even need to write it. You can just turn your mic on. <laughs> I guess go to thing to play for like a sound check. Um, or like if you're just going to pick up, like if I were going to pick up my guitar like I did earlier and just play something. Uh, I have a couple. There's like this a one... practice routine, I guess. Um, yeah, there's this, there's this, um, there's this jazz song that I, um, uses like my, I kind of treat it as it's called, it's a song called Donna Lee, um, by Charlie Parker. Um, uh, it, I kind of, it's like this crazy thing, um, that I, I, I used to play it at like gigs and stuff, but now I just kind of use it as like a little warm up thing um that if i'm like if i just pick up a guitar and i want to like play something um for a sound check what, like usually I, do, I try to do like they, they usually want for ears and for front of house they want like the loudest thing um so i i uh what's the the uh uh you shook me all night long by acdc that, that just to like sound check that's that's what i usually just some kind of riff like that you allowed to play that in church just kidding <laughs> <laughs> hey, i got i've got a couple questions and i'm surprised mm -hmm. i haven't asked you before um so first one being people with duo jets either love the tone switch or hate it um do you use it at all i, I love it i use it all the time um especially um uh, there's a couple songs on um, Graves where I start. It's kind of like um, it's uh, it starts kind of muddy and like I would have the tone knob down if I had a tone guitar using a guitar with a tone knob, um, and I kind of like as the part kind of builds. It's it's, they're, they're, it's on this song called Available. Um, where I kind of, it's, it's a very like Nigel Hendroppy thing where you just kind of, it's like whatever that technique is called where you just pick really fast and um, kind of creates this crazy reverby thing. Um, and uh, so like, I'll start with the, on the Gretsch, I'll start with like, I'll start with the switch flip down or up, depending on how like washy I want to make it. And then like when it, as it, like when it builds to like the next section, I'll just flip it back to normal. Um, and, and, if, and for like, like when we like when we're playing behind like a like a campus pastor or a host or somebody who's like talking we're playing like kind of just a vibe behind them i'm playing like little licks i'll usually flip it down and uh nice. use it for that yeah i love it nice well the second part the thing i was gonna ask and i'm just curious how you do it because i feel like a lot of people I, everyone's got a million ways to do the same thing it feels like when it comes to a lot of gear questions but um, so you are someone who uses multiple guitars. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, for example, my, I, I have a Strat and it's 
like it feels like sometimes ha- or my telly is half the output of my tone matching. Mm-hmm. How do you go about when you're, you know, in the middle of a set using different guitars? Mm-hmm. Um, like, what is your method for kind of making sure that you're, you're sitting in front of out- the same output level? That's great. Um, uh, it depends. Like, um, I'll um, usually when I use my Strat um, on the Broken Arrow, I have um, the Broken Arrow is one side's a boost and one side's couple different um overdrive pedals you can switch between um so when i have just as like my base my like clean tone um or just like my generic tone when i'm using my tone master i i just have like a comprep my compressor and my 45 caliber on but when i use my strut i kick that boost on and leave it on all the time um because the the pickups are pretty are pretty low output um uh same with the Gretsch. I usually have that boost on too. Um and, and that's only if I'm like if I'm switching between the the, the two because like um like if I start with the tone master and switch to that, it's gonna be like with these these biggest are super hot, so it's gonna be a huge difference. So yeah. That's pretty much it. Does that make sense? Yeah, dude, thanks. Sweet. Sweet. Um we've got a few questions here from Eddie Saceda. Um, a question is, first question he has is, what kind of strings do you use? I am addicted to elixirs. It's not good for the budget because um, they're expensive, but man, they just, they last so long. And I, 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 I don't know. I just, I've used them for years and I've, I've tried other strings. I've tried the NYXLs. Um, I've tried, uh, Andy at, from Elliot tried to, um, get me on the clear tone, something like that. Um, and uh, I just always come back to elixirs. Um, yeah. For all, and are for you using them um, for acoustic as well? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Um, and what gauges do you like to use for electric and acoustic? Uh, 10s for electric, 12s for acoustic. Nice. Awesome. Um, he's also got another few questions. Uh, he's actually got another question here. It says, uh, favorite song to play at a bonfire worship and non-worship? <laughs> nice. Um, uh, bonfire worship, I would have to say um, Graves in the Gardens or Oh Come to the Altar because I just love the like um, 680, the, the 6-8. Yeah. Um, very very bonfire-y to me <laughs> um yeah bonfire vibes right there yep but uh but um non-worship anything by dave matthews i know all the songs <laughs> i'm just kidding nice <laughs> um uh yeah dave matthews or john mayer <laughs> uh, was that tim was that you that's right Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Um... There. <laughs> are you planning to buy more guitars or are you are happy with your three guitars, your three main guitars? Um, I would love... Um, every, it's, it's so funny because PRSs have kind of been um, like a no-no in the worship world for a few years. Um, but I... I feel like that's that's totally gone now. 
um, which I don't even know why that ever existed. But and it like I, I, every time I play a PRS, I love it. Um, so my, I feel like my next guitar will will be something with with two humbuckers um, for sure. But probably a PRS. But it's like for right now, like um, I, I like I feel great with what I have. I would just it would be nice to have something like that. That's cool. That's great. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. We would love to connect with you. Head over to thechurchcollective.com. Hit that Zoom Hangs button. It's going to be the best way to interact with us when we have one coming up. So make sure you know about the ones that are coming. Bookmark them. Sign up for them. They're all free. They're all there so that we can connect with each other. God bless you today.